0: That's ixl.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at TransformativePrincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Thank you to our sponsor, Can Do You. CanDoU helps busy principals create the school culture they've always dreamed of through motivational speeches, engaging videos, and leadership camps that are packaged together for schools that want to see real change. Go to CanDoU.us slash Jethro to schedule your call today. And if you sign up before the end of the summer, you'll receive a big, huge TV for your lobby to recognize all the amazing things that your students are doing every single day. That's can C A N D O, the letter U dot us slash Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. Today I am very excited to interview Thomas Herr, who has led the New City School in St. Louis, Missouri for, I believe, 34 years, and has also been writing the uh, Principal Connection article in the Educational Leadership Magazine. And Tom, that is a very brief introduction about all that you've done. I'm also holding in my copy of the book, The Formative Five, Fostering Grit, Empathy, and Other Success Skills Every Student Needs. And I am just excited to talk to you today, Tom. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Well, you're really kind. It's great to be here. Uh, As you suggested, I've I've run schools for lots and lots of years. Uh, When I first began running schools, we did the faculty bulletins on ditto machines. And so I've been around a while and I know how hard the job of a principal is. In my educational leadership column, one of the things I will talk about is that however much we do, however quickly we do it, however well we do it, there's always more to be done and it needs to be done more quickly and it needs to be done better. And and so part of, I think, our being transformative leaders is prioritizing and also taking care of ourselves. Uh, Principals' jobs, by definition, are to take care of everybody else. And often, and I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, but often there's nobody who looks up for us other than us. And so hopefully some of the things we talk about tonight and some of the things about which I write in my column can help principals take care of themselves. I always say to people, running a school is a marathon, not a sprint.
0: Yeah, that is is so true. And people who've listened to the podcast for a while know that there are a lot of things that I do to um, try to help principals be aware of that. I do the ideal week email course that teaches people how to plan out their week so they get the important stuff done and still take time for themselves in the evenings and weekends so that they're not working all the time. And, you know, I just echo that 100%. Another thing that I do is work with principals through a mastermind, where we meet each week and set goals and talk about how to become better principals and not let the job overtake our lives, which is so easy. So I think we've got got so much to talk about that I think will just be fantastic. And we were uh, on Twitter just a couple of weeks ago before we set up the interview. Somebody said, you've got to read The Formative Five, and they mentioned you. And so we connected and scheduled an opportunity to talk. And so I do want to talk a little bit about that book to begin with, because it is I think the title is great, The Formative Five, because that really does show like it's the foundation for what we need to know. And that is grit, empathy, embracing diversity, integrity, and oh, I can't remember the last one, <laughs> but self control. Self control. That's right. And so, can you just talk a little bit about why sure. those success skills are so important? And I'd even argue, maybe the only thing we really need to teach kids.
1: Yep. And and the way I get into this is because I do presentations um, all over the place. I was in Dubai and Manila last couple of months. And my shorthand is simply saying who you are is more important than what you know. You say that again, who you are is more important than what you know. And that's not to denigrate scholastics. Absolutely. Kids need to read, write and calculate. But it is to say that what I think we should be doing, we principals, is leading schools in a way that we prepare kids for success in the world, success in life, not simply success in school. So I began thinking about this probably 15 or 20 years ago. And I I had been a principal for long enough. When I retired, I had led schools for 37 years. I'd been a principal long enough that I, I had seen kids kind of come through my school and seen what they became as adults. And it really got me to thinking about what are the qualities kids need? What's really important? And so I did a bit of research. Uh, I sent an email to hundreds of people, most of whom were not educators, and asked them how they define success. Um, I read lots and lots of books, and I looked at our kids. And so basically, as you said, I came up with the model that there are five qualities that I believe we need to develop in, in, in students. And by we... I mean, educators, but also parents. And those five qualities are empathy, self control, integrity, embracing diversity and grit. And it seems to me that if we do that, then what we're really doing is positioning our kids, not just to get an A at the end of the semester or to get a a certificate when they graduate or even to go to college. We're preparing them to really be successful human beings. And I think somehow. In our test score mania here in the United States, we've lost track of that. And and to be fair, part of the problem, as you know, you run a school, is that you can measure kids' progress in in writing and reading and their social studies. It's a whole lot harder to measure how well kids have gained in empathy or in integrity. And so we, we tend to sometimes veer away from that and not look at it. And my argument is if we talk about educating the whole child, we have a responsibility to teach the formative five to our students.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it is is difficult to measure these things, but I believe that in in my experience, the only things that have gotten me to where I am today are having those five success skills of empathy, self-control, integrity, embracing diversity, and grit. I mean, there's no way that I could have persevered through what I needed to without those things. There's no way that I could have made mm-hmm. the decisions that led me to where I am without having that integrity and self-control and empathy. I mean, those are just vital. And some of those are focusing on yourself and others are focusing on other people. Can you describe the difference between how you categorize those?
1: Well, I, I can. And let me, let me throw out a, uh, a strategy, if I might, first, when you were talking about your own life and how they've been so important to you when And I know my audience is principals here, so I'm I'm going to come back to interpersonal, intrapersonal, which answers your question. But kind of as a sidebar, let me talk about the fact that often when when I travel and I do presentations at schools or conferences, one of the questions that I will hear from principals fairly is, Tom, I really like this. I think it makes tons of sense. But how am I going to get my students' parents to embrace this? I'm in a school where academics are really important. How can I convince them that this is a direction we need? And what I share with them is something that I I think has worked really well for me. And again, your comment reminded me of it. What I would do, and I would do it at the back to school nights in the fall. I would do it at a parent meeting throughout the year is, you know, the meeting starts and I've got my parents sitting there and, you know, there might be 20 of them. There might be 50. Maybe on a back to school night, I have 150. And I greet everybody. And I say, before we start with the program, I'm going to give you a little test. What I'd like you to do is write down on a piece of paper, the initials of three people you know, people you know, who you consider to be successful. So I'd wait 30 seconds. And you know, they've done that. And then I would say to them, okay, now, what I want you to do, turn to your neighbors, groups of three or four. And what I want you to do is talk about why you put those people there? What are the criteria? I'm not interested in who they are, what, what their names are. What, what was it you identified as being successful and what are the skills they have? Well, Jethro, I can tell you, I've done this probably a dozen times, and I know it's effective because I can never get people to stop talking. Uh, yeah. They turn, there's a buzz, they're going. And then I'll say, raise your hands. Um, I'm curious, how many of you said you have people listed because they're really good readers? Not many hands go. How about good writers? Not many hands. Good mathematicians? A few hands. And then I'll say, well, okay, how many of you listed somebody because they're a caring person who really worries about other people? Lots of hands go. How many of you listed somebody because they're a good listener? How many of you listed somebody because they're a leader? Da, 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 da. And what happens then, and is a very demonstrable way, what I've done is reminded these parents of what they consider to be success and how often there's a disconnect, if you will, in school. And it's really powerful. And I've done that in September when our school resumes and often during the course of the school year, I'll have somebody come up to me, a parent, you know, in November or May and say, you know, I was thinking a lot about that discussion we had. So, so that's, that's a, a little strategy that may be helpful. So come back to your question.
0: Wait, don't come back to my question yet cuz I want to talk about this just a bit more cuz this is this right. is really powerful because parents think what they want is kids that get good grades in school and are successful academically but mm-hmm. what parents really want that they don't know how to articulate I believe is they want kids to exhibit these characteristics first mm-hmm. and foremost and sometimes they can articulate that and other times they can't. And sometimes they need to be reminded. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think that is a powerful, powerful way to, to approach this. And I just love that example. And I'm going to steal that and use that with a parent meeting that I have coming up this month. So thank you.
1: All right. Since you like that. And since you listeners like that, let me give you another, another little similar technique. And again, I've run schools for lots of years. So I've got lots of stories. So. Now, I want you to pretend that it's August, uh, which here in the United States is when our teachers come back and we've got them for a few days before we have students. And as everybody who runs a school knows, there's lots of things they need to do. There's logistical stuff, there's getting rooms ready. Teachers never feel they have enough time, no matter how much time they have. I yeah. get that. And so, what I'm now going to offer is a strategy that I think is really powerful for helping focused teachers. On what we want them to pursue. So, again, it's the first day I've got my teachers. Uh, The schools that I ran always had about 45, 50 teachers. So, I've got them all. First day back, kids are coming in a week. We've had our donuts, we've had our coffee. I told everybody it's good to see them. I gave them some time to share what they had done over the summer. And what I now do is I give everybody a three by five card. When I say to them, here's what I want you to do on this three by five card, write down the initials of the two or three teachers that you've had who were the most important in your life, people who were your teachers. Don't care whether it's college, high school, grade school, preschool, but teachers who've really framed you. So, you know, you you know our teachers. I mean, they really get into that. They're being pensive. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, I'll wait a few minutes and I'll say, okay, now then, here's my next question. What was it about them that caused you to write their initials? What are the characteristics that they had that you felt made a difference in your life. And as with the parents, I put people in groups and they begin to talk and there's a buzz and they really get into it. And then I'll say to them, okay, uh, group one, give me a couple of the things you said. I'll probably have five or six weeks. Well, inevitably, they talk about the fact that these were teachers who knew them. They took the time to understand them. They'll often talk about high expectations. They'll talk about a sense of humor. They'll talk about taking time, Dada, dada, out And you know where I'm headed, Jeff. So we'll do that. And then I'll say, okay, that's great. And then I've written those qualities down on a piece of newsprint. And I'll say, so here's my challenge to you. And I'm going to stop and give you about five minutes to think about it right now. What I want you to do is be thinking about the year that's about to begin. What are the things you can do with your class that manifest the kinds of characteristics you've just written? What can you do that will allow your kids in 10 or 20 or 40 years to put your name down because you had those. And then I'll let teachers write. And then I give time for them to share strategies. And again, that's another one of these things. It is really, really powerful. I did it, I think, two or three times. I did it like four or five years apart. And always, always teachers came up to me and said, wow, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, that definitely is powerful and so needed, I believe, because... We need those reminders of why we are doing this and what gets us up in the morning every single day. Just uh, last week, my assistant principal was leading a faculty meeting and she asked all the teachers uh, to write down, fill out an A to Z of why they get up in the morning and, you know, teachers and come to work and teachers had some fun that, oh, And it was just very special cool. for them to talk about that and take the time to reflect. And then to also joke about it. And of course, C was coffee for most people, but for some people, they wrote children. And, you know, there was some joking and some joviality, but also there was some real focused intention about why we're really there. So I'll probably steal your second example also. So thank you for that. Uh I like it. That was a great interview with... uh... Tom Her and we're going to continue that conversation. He's actually going to answer my question that I asked him in the next episode. But that little story that he gave, you're probably driving right now and can't quite get to it, but that example of how to talk to parents about the success skills that they want in their kids, I went ahead and cut that out, and you can get that, just that little part so you can remember it by going to transformativeprinciple.org and putting your email in there and I'll send that right over to you so that you can have that. And just really a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and be sure to share that with somebody who would benefit from hearing those stories. Really great conversation. And we'll have more next week where he actually answers my question. Transformative Principles is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. visit myflexlearning dot com slash b e to learn more and receive five hundred dollars off your first year. that's myflexlearning dot com slash b e.